Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result? I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. I was ready to call it quits. When I realized something, when I keep the most important things in my life stable, that is when I thrive. Now I'm on a mission to inspire other amazing women to do the same. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on my journey as I build my financially freeing business using today's top marketing strategies while keeping stability in my home, family, and mind. My name is Johanna Buss, and this is the Stable Mama Podcast. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to another episode of the Stable Mama Podcast. Today, I am so excited to welcome back Michelle Perda. I don't know if you were able to catch her episode. It was two weeks ago. It was fantastic, and she helped us business-proof our marriage. She gave so many incredible tips and some that, like, they work right away. So I definitely go back and listen to it because they were some mind-blowing things that really changed your perspective and helped you, you know, reframe that mind because so many of us struggle to balance all the plates. So she really helps with those two big plates, marriage and business. And we have her back because that's not all. She has one more thing that she wants to teach us and I can't wait to find out what it is. Welcome back, Michelle. I'm so happy to have you. I'm so excited to be back. Thank you so much. No, I'm happy to have you because I listened to your episode again. So this is like two times <laughs> um, in like the last week and I loved it. And I'm I'm even taking parts of it and I'm putting it into my coaching just because I loved it so much and it's had a big impact in my life. So I can't wait to hear what you have for us today. Where do you want to begin? So last episode, we tackled very much about like the personal inside work that we need to do to business-proof our marriage. And now I want to take it into the external, right? With our husband, what happens when initially his support was so strong and it starts to wither away as you start working into your business, maybe you're not producing the results that he was expecting. So I would love to dive into that and help you guys navigate that tough conversation so that you can get on the same page and start receiving the level of support that you want, but also have him not feel so scared or even um, question where your business is going. So you guys can truly be life partners and in a sense, business partners. Um, all I can say is yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first started my coaching business, um, yeah, I, a lot of the things that I'm sharing with you today have to do with things that I have been through. My husband, don't get me wrong, is super supportive, but at the end of the day, we need to finance our life, right? We need to be able to afford a life. And I don't know where you all live. I live in the Bay Area and it is crazy expensive. But at the same time, I don't want to leave because it is amazing being here in California. <laughs> However, um, with that said, that means that our mortgage is high and we have a lot of expenses that we need to continue to fund to be able to continue having the lifestyle that we want. And when I started coaching, 
you know, naturally a business is not going to turn a profit immediately. If you are, kudos to you. That's amazing. However, that is not the norm. It does take some time to, you know, get clear on what you're doing, get clear on who you're helping, but also get clear on how do I do this marketing thing? Like I thought I was just good being with a coach, but then, Oh, I have to actually sell my services and attract the right people and have the right offer. And you're just finding yourself wearing a million more hats than you're already wearing as a mom, as a wife, as a woman, as a daughter, like you name all the roles, you're now adding more to it, right? Your admin, your salesperson, your marketer, you're a coach or whatever it is that you're doing. And so I know how it feels to have all of that overwhelming feeling of I'm doing all of the things I'm not seeing the results. And now my husband's on my back about, Hey, when are you going to get a real job or Hey, money is looking kind of low right now. What's the plan? Are you going to get a part-time job? Are you going to abandon this and get a full-time job? Like what is the plan? So I wanted to offer you guys three different things that were huge takeaways for me going through that experience. So what's funny is that it's very timely in that we're recording this episode because I just had this conversation with a client of mine yesterday. She is creating these beautiful bonnets for kids. So she's starting her, um, she started off Instagram. She might go into Etsy and her husband's like, Hey, um, so when are you going to financially contribute? Are you going to get a job? Like, how do you know that you won't find a job that's really fulfilling to you that actually makes good money? And so I understand how heartbreaking that can be to hear that from your chosen partner, the person who's supposed to support you, the person that you're like, yeah, you're my guy, you're my person. And it seems like they're turning their back on you. So I want to offer some perspective shifts. Okay. So I'm going to go under the assumption that you are an entrepreneur. And I'm going to also go under the presumption that he is not, he's a nine to five person, right? If your husband works for corporate or some kind of established business where he's not a solopreneur or he did not create his own business, you are living in two different worlds when it comes to work, okay? He gets a steady paycheck being told what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. You have no one telling you what to do. You're deciding. You get to work when you want to work, and you don't have that stable paycheck, which is a beauty and a burden at the same time, right? When you're not at the level that you want to be, it does kind of feel like a burden because you're like, where's that money? I feel like I'm putting so much work into this and I have nothing to show for it, but you do, right? That, that concept of the day you plant the seed is not the day you harvest the fruit. And so this needs to be something that is understood between you two. So sharing that, that vision of, where you want to take this, this business of yours, what your plan is. And first getting clear on this on your own, right? 
one huge thing that came up in the conversation with my client yesterday was, well, I had this idea and he was just like, who would pay for that? But girlfriend, remember, he is not your ideal client. Can you say that again? He is not your ideal client. Thank you. Okay. So louder for the people in the back. He is not your ideal client. You have to remember that. If you have a new idea, vet it with someone who is your ideal client or with a business bestie who's also an entrepreneur, okay? Don't go running your idea with someone who wouldn't buy it anyway. If you're not marketing to them, of course they're gonna say, who would pay for that? There are plenty of things where you say that, like what you say that about. Like for example, I was at the beach yesterday. My husband bought a freaking windscreen at for the beach, okay? I look at that and I'm like, who would pay for that? My husband would pay for that. That's okay. <laughs> so understand that when you come up with new offers, do not vet it with him because that's going to poo poo all over your idea because he's not your ideal client. Okay. Vet it first, then start to come up with, okay, how do I share this with my husband? So are just articulate it to share, not for support or for the green light to move forward with it. That is done elsewhere, okay? Not just like you wouldn't ask your kids, hey, how much money should we put in this particular category for our budget? You wouldn't do that. So don't treat him like your everything. He is not your everything, okay? We have people who serve different roles in our life. That is not for him, okay? Now, as a life partner, Sure, transparency is key. However, you're not sharing it to get buy-in. Unless he really does have good feedback, with that, take it with a grain of salt. Okay? Not only that, but if he is the only one who has the funds to invest in the business, because every penny that goes into your business is an investment. If you don't have your own savings to put into your business and you are taking from the family bucket, then you're gonna have to take that idea if it requires some capital and pitch it to him as if he's an investor. Help him see how many people would be interested. What if that looks like doing market research? And what I mean by market research, it could be as simple as going into a Facebook group saying, hey, how many people would be interested in this? And show him. Or hey, this is how I plan to market it, right? Show him your business plan. You're in a business, so treat it like one. Treat it like you need him to see where you're going and you're not treating it like a hobby. As soon as he starts to see how serious you're taking it, he will start to follow with the support, okay? It's that lack of transparency, lack of seriousness, lack of commitment, which has him wavering in support, okay? Now, with regards to money, if he's like, when are you gonna get a real job? Then, you have to talk about what investment looks like in your business. What is he willing to agree to invest in your business on a monthly basis, on an annual basis? What is he comfortable risking to help you launch this business? And why is this business so important for you to pursue? Why, why does it matter to you, right? Having him understand how much it means to you, for me, it's about impact, having a ripple effect in, in everyone's lives. Like everyone that I 
have exposure to, anyone that I can influence. That is what I do this for. Okay, so even you listeners, you're the reason why I do this. I want to have a positive impact on the world, and this is why I do it. So what is your reason? Is it to help your family get to your dream life? Is it to have a positive impact? Is it to be a positive role model to your kids? Like, what is it? And share that with him. Like, in my client's case, I was like, okay, well, you're staying home with your daughter, so how much would you be paying a daycare provider? Is he comfortable investing that same amount or a fraction of that amount into your business because you are caring for your child while building your business? Because you're staying at home, you get to save on childcare. So that could be another way of framing it. Like, okay, what are you comfortable with investing where no questions asked, I get to do whatever I, I deem best as the next move to make in my business, right? And if he isn't comfortable with you just calling all the shots and okay, what is the criteria where you would feel comfortable for, with me spending a certain dollar amount to help my business, right? I've had plenty of these conversations because I've spent tens of thousands on coaching myself to get to where I am personally and business wise. And those were hard conversations in the beginning. Like try walking up to your husband and say, hey, I know we, we're uh, low on funds right now because I quit work, but um, can I spend like $5,000 right now? That's a tough one. Let me tell you, that's a really tough one. So that's where getting that clarity of why do you want to do this? What does it mean for you to do this? What do you anticipate being able to do because of this investment? That's why that is really important to understand what you plan to do with it and what it will open up for you and prevent from happening. For me, it was like burnout, um, also feeling like a failure and flailing. Like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I know I'm good at coaching, but I don't know what I'm doing elsewhere, you know, and really wanting to have that fulfilling business, be a success, be sustainable how do I do this? Like, I legit don't know. And so I had that hard conversation with him and here I am tens of thousands of dollars later <laughs> in um, investing in coaching and trainings. And so um, sharing that vision and the criteria and having that be a two-way conversation, especially with the criteria, not the vision part, but the criteria is really important. Hey, what are you looking for to feel comfortable about me sticking with this business? right? Pulling that image that he has in his head out of his head so that you can start to work towards those, those milestones or have him dial it back and be more realistic about it. If he's like, oh, you're one month in, you're not a millionaire with, no, this is not working, right? But having him come to where you are, sharing that vision and how long you think it'll take and, and what he's looking for in order to Feel comfortable supporting you and feeling comfortable is really important because once you go into business as an entrepreneur, especially an online entrepreneur, you have to be aware of fears that come up, right? Like fear of what's going to happen to my money if we don't get a return on what you invest in. What's going to happen to our family if you don't meet a certain marker with, with how much you make 
what's going to happen when you don't make the money that your family needs you to make, right? That's all a very scary thing for men because they are typically in charge of the finances and it is super important to them inherently to provide for the family. And so if he's providing and you're quote unquote taking away from the family, that's really scary to them. That's really scary. So you need to appeal to the different fears that may come up. Another one is, well, how does this impact our family? Are you going to be unavailable all the time? Right? Like in the last episode, I talked about being on your phone all the time and not being present and being like really cranky because people are interrupting you. If that's the version you want to be, yeah, I'd be worried too. I wouldn't want you going into business. If that means I no longer have a wife or a co-parent and now I now have to like be a single parent with someone here, but not actually here. Right. Also, maybe he's scared that you're going to fail and he wants to protect you from that because he's not familiar with this world. And I know that sounds weird, but it's very, very, very relevant. Right. If you look at the stats on how often small businesses succeed, it's not a good stat. Not to say that you can't do it, but you really have to be committed and do what you need to do. Go get help. Embody whatever it is that you're trying to sell, right? Work on yourself. I, I really think the quickest way to succeed in business is to work on yourself, to be honest with you. And also that piece about, you know, if he's coming from corporate world, he doesn't understand your world. He's like, who are you talking to? All these strangers. You're just on the phone, on the computer all the time, having random video chats with people, going live on Facebook. Why are you talking to your computer? What does that do? Who cares if people are watching you? Why are you sharing about your life? Right? And who are these random people you're meeting? I've never met them in my life. And yet now you want to throw $10,000 at them. What? That's really confusing for them. If they're like, well, my company pays for my training. I don't understand right? They've already vetted it. And so the more you can help him understand your world, doesn't have to be completely, the easier time you'll have to move past this like initial shock of, whoa, that's really different. That's a really different way of making uh, money, right? It's not like you have a brick and mortar. It's not like, oh, I'm going to throw $10,000 for a really high-end stove for my new restaurant. Cause that's like tangible. You can see it. Oh yeah. That makes sense because it's going to whatever. I don't know what a high end stove can do other than, you know, as opposed to a regular stove. But anyway, that's my example. <laughs> and you just have to help him understand. Okay. Well, for example, for me, for coaching, I have an intangible business, right? And so my investments are in myself. I am the product essentially. My brain is my product my experience is my product, my ability to ask good questions and notice patterns. That's me. And so I'm going to have to talk about, okay, well, what does this coaching do for me? What is this equivalent to? Like, hey, if I opened up a store, I'm going to need signage. If I opened up um, a restaurant, I'm going to need tables and chairs. All that stuff costs money. It means capital, right? So help him understand to feel less scared. And another thing, the last one is the exit strategy. This is a conversation nobody wants to have. No business owner wants to have, 
right? But it's necessary if you're if your husband is like, ugh, I don't know how I feel about your business anymore, right? Instead of getting offended by the lack of support you're feeling from him, instead turn to compassion and, and think to yourself, what happened to his support? What is he not seeing or what is he scared of that is causing him to want to withdraw the support? What is he not seeing that I see? Because you are so committed to realizing this vision that you have and you can see the progress, but maybe he doesn't see the progress because all he's looking at is the lack of funds going into the account. Whereas you could be like, oh, um, on my Facebook live last week, I had 10 people watching. Now I have a thousand. I mean, unrealistic, but just saying that is a metric that shows that wow, I'm really gaining a lot of momentum here. People love what I have to say. People are listening. I have a huge audience. People are joining my Facebook group by the droves. People are now messaging me, asking how to work with me versus me saying, oh, hey, I see that you have this issue. I can help. Can I tell you how I can help? These are all things that show that you are evolving in your business. And maybe he doesn't know that because you don't think it's important enough to tell him about it. Right? So anyway, back to exit strategy, knowing at what point, whether it's time-based, financial-based, or whatever is relevant to your family, talk about it together. Okay. At what point do we need to consider doing something else? Whether that means hopefully not giving up on your dream, but whether that means adding a part-time job on top of it so that you can relieve your family of the financial strain while building your dream, or are you working full-time and then figuring out what pockets of your day you can really invest in your business and how he'll support you by watching the kids so that you can really build your dream and then get to the point where you can say, okay, here's my letter of resignation. I'm done because I now make enough to cover what I make here, okay? Because while it is not a pleasant topic to cover, it's a very real one where it actually shows a sign of respect for your family to your husband. Because like my client yesterday, she's like, yeah, my husband's just like, well, I feel a lot of, a lot of stress and responsibility carrying our family right now because I'm the only one bringing in money. And that is a very, very real stressor. And so honoring him for what he's doing and where he is at and what feelings might be coming up is really important when having these kinds of conversations. Understanding that his working for a corporate job is allowing you to have this flexibility, to be creative, to do fulfilling work. Okay, so establishing what that exit strategy is like, okay, at this point, this is when we need to reassess and talk about what our next move is helps bring to light how much you honor his experience of you trying to build your business. So it doesn't seem like you're just going to perpetually quote unquote, drain your account while you try and make this work. Because for him, he has no idea if your business is going to work. He has no idea. And he might be like, well, I think this is just going to be a money suck forever. 
And that doesn't mean that he doesn't believe in you. That is gen a genuine concern he has. He hope he doesn't hope for that to happen, but that is a genuine concern that affects his day-to-day -day life and his reactions to you. And so when he's saying those unsupportive comments or asking those unsupportive questions, it's coming from that fear. So think about times where you've said something that was probably off the cuff and, and not warrant or not, not that it was not warranted, but inappropriate maybe, or unsupportive. Think about, oh yeah, that came from a fear that I was having, right? So he's experiencing the same, but regarding your business, regarding the viability of your family, sustaining your lifestyle, or even getting out of your lifestyle and improving it. So always bring it back down to, huh, wonder what made him say that. Instead of, how dare you say that to me? I am blah, 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 blah. That is not productive. I get that it's upsetting and you can call it out and say, hey, like, I'm not really sure what you're trying to say with that, but it sounds like you're saying this right now and I don't want to hear that. That's very, that's very disheartening for me to hear that my husband is saying these things about my business and I'm working so hard to da 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 right? So really clarifying and letting him know like, hey, not sure if you meant to have it mean this, but that's how I took it. He may backpedal and be like, oh, actually, no, that's not what I meant at all. I'm just really angry, da 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 da, right? Like I go into all of this in my, in my um, how to have tough conversations course, not specifically about business, but just having tough conversations in general with your husband. Um, there is a framework on how to have these conversations. Really pulling out, hmm, did you know you said that? Is that what you meant? and having it get down to really what he means so that you can then proceed with the conversation instead of having that normal back to forth conversation where couples usually have where he's reacting off of his fear and then says something that he probably doesn't mean. And then you hear that and you're like, oh, game on, let's go. Right? I swear you are watching my life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So yeah, those are the three things I highly recommend is getting clear on your vision, making sure he's not the person you're using to vet your business with, but rather sharing with transparency what your vision is so he can see where you plan to take your business and pitch it to him like he's an investor if you're, you know, using your family funds to fund your business. And um, having the criteria known, like, hey, what are you looking for? in my business to feel comfortable with it for me to continue pursuing this and not feel like it's a drain on our family or it's negatively impacting our family. And then lastly, the exit strategy. Okay, let's play worst case scenario. How much time do I got before you need to see whatever you want to see? What are we going to do next? What's the plan? Right? Don't avoid the hard conversations because it's going to be harder to have it if you don't plan for it, right? If it's not clear, like when you're gonna have the conversation and then you're gonna end up there when you're already knee deep in just negativity anyway, feeling like you failed anyway, that's a terrible, terrible making of a conversation. That's very true. And that's usually where they start. Yes, absolutely. Wow, I love all three of those. You really have me thinking. Actually, halfway through this, I was like, I should go hug my husband. 
Because when you're talking about their fears, so often you get so absorbed in what you're doing and how you're feeling that you forget to to flip it, right? Of course. We each have our own experience of life. And yeah, we are a lot of times self-centered. But yeah, because you're feeling it. So it's like more intense for you. But we have to remember that they're experiencing life too. And it may not be the same as yours. And it could be affecting your experience of life. So let's like figure out, okay, where's the gap here? What, where's the misunderstanding? Where did we start to go and start drifting away from each other? How can we bring ourselves back to each other? Absolutely love it. You have so many wonderful things to share. And I know personally, I can learn a ton from you. So I'm very excited to have you here. <laughs> oh, such a great message. I guess the last thing I kind of want to wrap it up with is where do we start? You gave some great things, but if we're, we feel like this has been going on forever, right? And it just feels too much. Where do you begin? Where do you start fixing this relationship in, like you said, business proofing your marriage? I would start with yourself always. I always, I always tell my clients, start with yourself, really understand what you're feeling and what you want. What is it that you're needing? Because if you approach a conversation with no direction, then you're going to easily be derailed and focus on the wrong things, right? Like what he's saying. Maybe it's a bad word choice. There's been plenty of times where I'm sure you've said something. You're like, oh, that was not the best way to word that, right? And it conveyed a different message than you were intending to send. So get clear on what you feel right now and what you need in order to feel however you want to feel. Have that roadmap. And what are you asking him? What are you saying, hey, I need this? If you don't know what you're asking for, you're basically telling him, uh, I have this problem and I'm giving it to you. This is my gift to you. Here's my problem. Can you fix it? And I love fixing problems. So do the work on yourself so that you can come up to the conversation fully present fully ready to listen to him instead of trying to process your own feelings at the same time. And then go from there. Be that compassionate partner that you guys really are, but that your ego has like built a wall because of things that have happened, because of stories that you've made up about what he said and what he meant by that. And know that he might've said those things in reaction to pain that he's trying to avoid. So maybe that's not really the issue. It's something deeper that he's not able to articulate, or maybe he's not even aware of, and you need to help him uncover it so that you guys can actually start to work together to be that solid unit that you once were. So work on yourself, then have the conversation. I love it, Michelle. Thank you so very much. This has been truly inspiring. I'm hoping not just for me, but for everyone else listening, but uh, it's been great. And I'm so very thankful that you, you joined us today on another episode of the Same Mom Podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there's something in particular that you're struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, mama. See you on the next episode.